So Becca, I am excited today. We get to talk with a voiceover actor. I know, I'm so excited. Um, our guest today is actually John Cremier, and I have had the opportunity to present with him. And I absolutely love presenting with him because I get to say all the boring stuff and then say, here, John, makes it fun. Make it fun for everybody who's here. <laughs> and he does a fantastic job, so I'm excited for that. It actually, um, one of the things that I... I don't know if it's a struggle or if I enjoy it or both, but I really like accents. Like I really like when people can do voices and accents and that kind of stuff. And I don't know if it's because of my dyspraxia that I can't move my mouth right to mimic it all, but I love listening to it. It's like really beautiful to me and really like pleasant for me to listen to people's accents. Because you know I enjoyed when Chris was on and he had his accent. And so yeah. <laughs> I really like it. And so um it's funny that, it, you know, for John, he was able to turn it into, from a special interest, into a career, and I just don't have that ability, but I could sit and listen to him forever, so we're going to have fun. Yeah, I'm fascinated to learn how some of these voices are made, like the process and technique. I'm a real nerd about this stuff. Oh, good. You ask all your nerdy questions. <laughs> They'll be appreciated. All your nerdy questions. <laughs> So let's get into it already, right? Let me just quickly like read through John's bio because he's amazing. So <clears throat> Jonathan Cormier is a voice actor and member of the Screen Actors Guild, the American Federation of Television and Radio Artists. Uh, and he's done voiceover work for video games, apps, digital comics, audiobooks, and industrials. For six years, he was the voice of California's Great American Theme Park for in-park announcements, the Gold Striker Ride, and Halloween Hunt. You can hear many of his fun character voices in his new podcast, Dork Tales Storytime Podcast. Uh, it's out now wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can, of course, find John at johnincharacter.com. Welcome, John. Thank you. I, I have it on good authority that um, I'm actually still there at Great America. They, had, <laughs> you know, they changed up, because it's been many, many years, but they changed up all of like my park announcements and overheads and show announcements and stuff like that. But they, uh, I'm still on Gold Strikers. Yay! So, so when you hear, welcome to Gold Strikers, we're going to strike it rich. That's, that's still me. Yay! I'm, I'm proud of that. <laughs> you should be. I would think it's so cool to walk through a theme park and hear your voice all over the place. Actually, it was pretty intimidating. Um, it was kind of like an overwhelming thing because I, I didn't really know how other people, like, for me, and this is uh, typical for any voice actor, it's hard to hear yourself. Oh, okay. Because mm -hmm. you don't really sound like what, how you do in your head. Okay. Like, mm -hmm. like to me, in my head, I can sound like uh, James. I think I sound like James Earl Jones, but in reality, I I sound like Urkel. <laughs> did I do? You know, did I do that? And I'm like, I just go, whoa, oh, 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 boy. <laughs> so so yeah, I, I, like for other for actors to see themselves on screen can be uncomfortable. So for you to hear yourself is uncomfortable. It's it it, it can't it can be, and I was like, you know. I was kind of cut off for most of the uh, the thing at Great America. I was kind of cut off uh, from like the rest of talent and the park because I was mostly behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. The only people I would really interact with were like some of the, the, the technical people and the supervisor and the, the main supervisor. And so when I worked at the Halloween haunt um, as a talent, because they always had to pull whoever they could get. Right. I was, I was a, a zombie tourist. Nice. <laughs> I was a tourist. I even had my own backstory where they asked me, "Hey, man, how'd you how'd you die?" And I'm like, 
Oh, you know that uh, that zombie. Uh, you know that zombie uh, hip, hippie guy. Well, back when we were alive, he gave me something that was like, and I was just told I was so baked. I thought I could fly, and then I climbed <laughs> all the way up to the star tower, and here I am. Wow, that's so awesome! I wish I could do any of these things. But but it was weird because I, I I didn't really know how other people like if it was me working outside in the park hearing my voice every day constantly around the clock I'd be like oh god well this guy just shut up and stuff <laughs> but when I worked at the haunt with all the other people there was like I I tried to keep it like a secret I'm not a very um vain like um uh, like I'm not a not, not vain is the wrong word I'm not like the kind of person who advertised mm. uh which is funny you know considering how voice acting is a lot of uh you know self-advertising mm-hmm. but back then i definitely wasn't mostly because i was just really shy um and then somebody who knew me from the tech department um was a bit of a blabbermouth yeah. and ended up and suddenly like the entire park knew that, that it was me who did mm-hmm. it i i became like uh a bit of a celebrity yeah. Overnight, like literally overnight, it was, it was really, you know, heartwarming to me. It was, it was overwhelming, but it was very heartwarming to me. So, it's very nice. I I've heard like, w- like a lot of times, like famous like pianists or singers, like if they're at a party, then people are always asking them, "Oh, play the piano or sing this song." So I'm wondering for you, as a voice uh, over actor, like. Do you get that much, and is that like an annoying thing to you, or is it, or do you get excited to do that? Um, mostly from uh, I mostly get that from kids. Mm. When kids find out that I can do voices and stuff. Um, not a lot of adults will like. I mean, you know, I, I get questions from some like older guys, older people who will, the guys and gals who will ask me about that, mm. but. Um, mostly it's the kids and, um, it's not that I don't like doing it, but it, it gets old repeating the same thing over and over and over and over <laughs> and over again. They'll always be like, do this one specific voice, please. And I'll be like, uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, how, when did it become an interest for you? And, and when did you find the ability to really kind of mimic this stuff and, and how to do it? Well, I think it was, um, you know, I, I always tell, like, other people who ask me where the voices, like, came from, mm-hmm. and I said, I watched a lot of cartoons. Yeah. I just watched a lot of cartoons, and I, I would uh, kind of mimic what I saw. Um, used to be, when I was younger, I would um, kind of, it would look like I would pace around, like, a room in circles, and I would have what are called my episodes, and which means something totally different from how I think a lot of people would think um, when they say I had an episode. My episodes were I would actually craft, um, I would take like the characters and stuff from my favorite TV show, for example, uh, craft a narrative in my head and then uh, perform it and act it out. Mm-hmm. That was my episode. It would be like an episode from a TV show. So those were my episodes. <laughs> and... You know, I I was at a point in my life where I was kind of wondering what I was going to do with my future because, especially at the school I was at, um, you were either like uh, good at sports or good at computers, and I was good at neither of those things. 
so I had to kind of figure out what I wanted to do with my, you know, with my life. And, you know, I, we found a, a, a school in San Francisco. Uh, I live in, uh, which is close to where I live, um, called Voice One, where they teach like, you know, voiceover stuff um, and a lot of other things in the business. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> I also had, um, uh, I also started doing um, uh, theater, mm-hmm. which I, I always tell people who want to get into voiceover acting, I ask them, have you done theater yet? Mm-hmm. And a lot of, or, or improv. Voice, uh, singing lessons and stuff, all of those things are important um, for voiceover. They're very crucial for voiceover. Uh, theater teaches you how to craft characters and you know um, embody them. Uh, right. Improv teaches you to think on your feet. Uh, voice le- singing can strengthen your muscles. It's why I'm actually I, I take singing lessons every Friday uh, now, even though I'm not really a singer. And I don't really go out to do auditions and stuff. The techniques and the warm ups and exercise and all the techniques I learned still help me, and they're right. just helping me grow. That's awesome. And so, were you? Did you do like as a kid? Did you do lots of voices all over the house and everything? Were you constantly? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I was constantly making uh, uh, a lot of references and saying a bunch of lines from characters and stuff and. Um, while most of, most of my family knew I was, what I was talking about, I would say some, sometimes I would say things out of context. Mm. Um, so it made it hard for my peers to really know what I was talking about. Mm. Um, because it it took a while for me to learn that, you know, other people don't live inside my head. (laughs) So they, they can't really see when I'm saying this obscure line from a, a, an animated movie that's not in theaters anymore or something like that. I, I or I do a character, it, it, it can come across as uh, uh, confusing at best or mm-hmm. even uh, scary at worst. <laughs> how, how do you go about like choosing what characters you want to do? Um, you mean like for when I when I choose them in in general, or when I when I have like a, a like an audition or something. Yeah, like or, just in general, like for, for your own personal. Oh, okay. Um. Well, you know, I think that's where coming up with the story uh, comes comes in. You know, I I craft the story and the character. Um. You know, the characters kind of come from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, story is always important first. And then, um, you know, building the characters that inhabit the, then building like the world and the characters and habits. It's all writing stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, I was um, going to say, do you write also? Because I would think that would be part of it too, is sort of having a writer's brain in there somewhere. I'm, I'm very good at like coming up with like ideas and narratives and stuff off the cuff. But when it comes to putting things, it's like, you know, the, the autist, like the, the thing where, um, and I, I do have this problem where I come up with things in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, the the words are are flowing correctly through my head, but when they get to my when I have to speak them, mm-hmm. it's it's hard. It's difficult, and the same goes for writing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to kind of get the jumbled kind of thoughts and stuff uh, that are perfect in my head. 
outwards, um, and then it, it, having dysgraphia also doesn't help. Yes, for sure, I imagine. So, I, I wish I was, uh, I wish I could write. I, I really do. Um, and I applaud people who do. It's, uh, I, I know it's not easy. Um, so I'm, I'm, I, I, I applaud a lot of people, just like how people like, you know, are impressed by my voiceover. I'm impressed by people who can like write good and draw good yeah. and stuff. I, this drawing in particular, I wish I could draw like some of the, the characters and stuff that are in my head mm -hmm. and draw them on paper. I would, I wish I could do that, but the best I can do are, are, I mess up stick figures. <laughs> that's, that's the best I can do. Well, I mean, I'm interested in, in a piece of this because I wonder how much of it came to you from Echolalia. Like, how much of it was about just <clears throat> repeating the things and the sounds that you heard that appealed to you, and how much of it was about deciding now, you know, this is a craft, or this is a skill set that I have. Right. Um... You brought it. Well, what was the what was the name you brought? Echolalia. That's what it's called. Echolalia. We copy the sounds. That's a nice name. You know, <laughs> to describe it to when people ask me like how I can do these like how I can do voices or how I can do accents because you mentioned about accents. Right. Um, I tell them to look at it kind of like you know I ask them do you play piano, and uh, you know do you play multiple instruments? Have you played like more than one instrument? There's a musicality to um, voices and any kind of voices and stuff. It's it's how I I know when they reuse the same voice actor for the same part because mm -hmm. even if they're doing a bang up job, you know, with the performance and even hiding it, um, I'm just you know used to kind of listening in and, and I I know oh it's it's that per oh it's him oh it's her. Mm -hmm. um, and stuff, and there's a musicality to uh, accents as well, to 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 dialects. Um, you know, for example, you know, you uh, if you're trying to if you're trying to talk in a bit of an Irish accent, there's a little bit of a lyrical quality to it, a bit of an up and down sort of accent there. Um, versus if you go over to Wales, where it's a bit more staccato, everything is a bit more staccato up there. And then you go a little hard up to the to, to, to the Scottish, and the Scottish is a little bit more back here, and 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 all that, and then it goes all the way down to uh, to British up up to British, which is a little bit more head like, a little bit more um, well, a London British, I suppose. And then you have you know you have all you have all the way down here, you have Australia, it talks a little bit, you know, uh, um, that's more Cockney. <laughs> Australia, you know, it's a little bit down here. And all that sort of thing so you know there's a there's a musical kind of um that's me not warming up and practicing these accents uh, i still have to kind of tune my like fine tune my instrument in order to get it perfectly right. but there's a bit of like a musical quality to it so that's like the best way and i think that echo echolalia yep that's lovely echolalia really helps because i'm able to you know hear the voice and I can I can replicate it as well as I can, mm -hmm. you know. I can hear like a a, a Christopher Walken voice, and suddenly, wow! I'm all of a sudden down here, the Christopher Walken. <laughs> oh gosh, I'm a god who's afraid of plants, so I give him all googly eyes. 
Wow, it's amazing. See, isn't it amazing? Don't you want to present with him? I never had to do a freaking thing. For sure. I could just be boring and boring and boring and information, information, information. And everybody loved it anyway because it's just so fun. <laughs> Definitely. Jonathan. One-two punch. Yeah. What, what about your, uh, your, your podcast? I had a chance to listen to a few episodes recently. It was a lot of fun. Um, you know, fairy tale classics and uh, tales about like hidden his heroes in history. Why, why a podcast like geared towards children and, and telling these uh, stories? Well, a podcast is like just, you know, it's, it's the thing here. And um, unfortunately, with the downside of voice acting is there's there's very little work and for all, for all the people who want to do it. A lot of people want to do it, like everybody with a microphone, a reasonably good microphone wants to do it. And uh, it tends to be that, you know, a studio, a, like, you know, whether they're being game studios or um, animation studios or what have you, they, they like consistency, so they tend to use all the same people over and over and over again. And um, so a lot of it now is doing something on your own, you know, making something that's yours. And, you know, maybe, maybe um, someone will see it. Um, maybe like their, their kid will like it. And like, you know, a, a big voice actor, you know, who's been in the business forever has grandkids and the grandkids stumble upon the podcast, you know, for, for like, you know, cause they're, they're a good length for, you know, uh, bedtime kind of thing or, or, or a nice trip through the car. They're all like, uh, you know, 30, 40 like minutes or so. They're not very, uh, the hidden heroes in particular are, are, are also shorter. They're about like 20 or so minutes, uh, 20, 25 minutes each. And, um, so, but it was just kind of, you know, to, to do something and to, you know, actually use my, you know, my, my skills. Um, and then it's for something that, you know, I can control. And as far as kids go, I've always had a, um, an affinity for kids. Mm -hmm. Um, like more so, uh, I, 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 I just, live in their world a lot easier yeah um it, it's easier for me to like interact with them mostly because like uh, kids don't like bs you <laughs> they'll yeah. they'll and, and and it's it's a lot less you know pressure socially for me with i remember when i was doing like children's theater at uh, college we were doing we were putting on a children's play and how like you know everyone was so nervous about doing kids and I'm and, and they're and my my God bless them. My professor was like, kids are you know it's they're hard because they're really honest and they will tell you that you'll know if you do badly. And I'm like, yeah, but they're also like the easiest ones to cater to. You just gotta you know be high energy, you know be be energetic. Don't talk down, you know don't don't talk down to them because they'll know. Mm. And then just you know be be real with them. You know, just just pull them in, and you know, even if something like you know, if you mess up or something, make a bit out of it. Right. So, I I and I I think that like 
the, the way I went is, you know, Dark Tales actually kind of came, one of the, the reasons why it was called that is because of uh, DuckTales. Mm. I used to uh, <laughs> love watching those Disney afternoon shows with, like, the old DuckTales and Darkwing Duck and stuff. Yeah. Um, which I'm happy they're back. That's... Yes. I'm happy Tiny Toons is back. <laughs> I like the theme song all the time. Right. Well, Anima- and Animaniacs is coming back. Yeah. Um, that's coming back though. I'm excited. I'm excited to see the return of '80s cartoons <laughs> as well. Like I'm yeah. on He Man again, and I feel all cool all over again. <laughs> right. And so, um, but like you know, I I wanted to aim it for like you know, it, it's something that kids can enjoy and really like, but it's also something that adults, you know, their their parents can can listen to without you know going like, oh God. They're listening to that again. You yeah. know, I, I want it to be something that, you know, the kids can listen to uh, and, the, and the parents can listen to together. And, you know, one thing is making it, uh, also making it educational and interesting. That's why we have, like, um, there are, like, I, I don't try to grandstand with the messages in Dork Tales, but, like, we did one uh, recently um, about where the, uh, uh, Mr. Reg, the hedgehog psychic, is uh, uh, competing in a uh, animal strength contest, and he's doing it all last minute. And I mentioned, you know, that's right. Good, to, you know, he's like, oh, I'm hungry. It's time for a time for a snack break. And I'm like, that's right. Good nutrition and hydration is very important for when you're working. You know, yeah, little little things like that. And then with the hidden heroes, I can, uh, you know, be straight up more educational. Mm-hmm. with it talk about people who you know you might have heard of but don't really know right stuff. so that's kind of uh that's kind of what i was just going in into and then it's just an opportunity for me personally it's just an opportunity for me to get out there and do a bunch of crazy yeah. characters create content it's awesome yeah yeah, yeah. love it well, I, I have to ask, besides voices, besides that kind of stuff, did you have other special interests? Do you have special in- other special interests now? Um, well, I... <laughs> what else? What else am I... I mean, it's, it's, it's a little... It's a little tough now for that. Right. Sadly. Adulting. Um, All the adulting happens, and then you can't... <laughs> yeah, well, there's also the, uh... uh situation we're all dealing with right um make, makes it hard i actually uh i was on my way i was getting back into uh uh my karate class uh that i used to take a uh, long time ago i was getting back into it and getting in shape uh but then you know all this madness then, right. 20, then 2020 happened <laughs> and everyone's life got derailed exactly so um you know i'm i'm just basically in here, um, you know, doing what I can to not go insane. Yeah, uh, like the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, been watching a lot of uh, anime mm-hmm. uh, and stuff like that, which is very interesting. Uh, getting like a, a different um, perspective, like a another country, mm-hmm. uh, because they their take on voice acting is very, and animation in general is very different from mm-hmm. us. And it's interesting kind of hearing, like, their performances and, and stuff. Not that they're better or worse than us, than, right, than Americans. It's timing. You know, voice acting. It's just very different. 
Yeah. And I like getting that, you know, the finding those differences. It's very interesting. Awesome. Well, that's about it for like I think the big questions. Unless you have any more, Doug. No, no, I don't. I don't think so. I think we'll just kind of get to our last um, portion of the show, which is called Inside the Artistic Studio, which is kind of our take. Jonathan on Inside the Actors Studio, um, the uh-huh. show where they have the James Lipton uh, has his survey at the end of each show. So we're doing that with uh, Inside the Artistic Studio. So why did, so we got eleven questions. Uh, the first question is, what are your pronouns? Uh, he, him, his. And what is your preferred stim? Uh, oh, oh, uh, I guess walking around, uh, talking to myself. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Now, I know you deal with a children's podcast, so this might not happen a lot, but what is your favorite curse word? Uh... What was that? What was that? Like I uh, fuck, like like ah fuck. I like to curse. I like to curse like Bill Burr. I'm I'm more like I'm more like a, I'm very much like a, I love Bill Burr. I listen to a bunch of like podcasts from comedians that I really like, and so Bill Burr has that Bostonian thing, and I'm just like ah you fucking moron. What are you doing? <laughs> if you want you want to hear me curse? Drive with me, and we get to a point where somebody doesn't turn their fucking blinker on. Turn the turn signal. How am I supposed to know if you're going to turn left or right? You just slow down, stop in the middle. You don't turn. Yeah, moron. <laughs> that's, that's kind of what I. That's kind of what I do. And who do you love, and what are you doing about it? Who do I love? Uh, I don't really have anyone I love now. Um, in terms of what I'm doing about it, I have no idea what to do. <laughs> I, I've asked people, I've asked a lot of like people who, you know, it's great that we're teaching uh, like people on the spectrum about voice, about, you know, being social and having, you know, being, being properly and stuff. But when are you going to teach me how to, how to like pick up a, pick up a member of the opposite sex or, uh, or, or teach me how to romance properly without making a complete fool of myself <laughs> or being intimidated. services and supports we need mm. <laughs> I think there needs to come like advanced social lessons mm. that, that would be really helpful so um, even if I had somebody I was interested in I have no idea how I'm just basically like you know I'm winging it Whatever happens, happens. You may be neurotypical if... I may be neurotypical if I wasn't... Um, if I didn't have... Uh, I may, that's a question. <laughs> I may be neurotypical if I am able to live completely on my own uh, without any kind of, like benefits or any real like help and stuff I, I feel like um and you know i'm grateful for all the help and stuff but there's always a little part of me that says i don't uh you know if i wasn't if i wasn't neuro atypical i could probably you know 
live out a little, uh, I'll live out of my apartment a little bit. I like live in my own like, like place and stuff, not subsidized by, uh, anything, but, uh, oh, well, I, I, I'll, I'll get there. And, you know, I think the gifts, like the, the gifts I received from not being from, from being neuroatypical, um, uh, balance out, if not outweigh, if I was neurotypical. Mm-hmm. You may be autistic if... Is a mirror an answer? Like holding the mirror and I'm just like... You may be autistic I like if it. you have great thumbs yeah. and are this guy. Def- <laughs> definitely an answer. Uh, what What's something you want to learn to do or be better at? I would like to be better at getting... T- the point <laughs> the, the the thing about the info dump thing is that it is like a like a snake eating its own tail yes i realize that i have a lot of good stuff to say but because i take a while to get to my actual point it can become a little overwhelming and people um also interrupt it, it leaves me more open to being interrupted mm-hmm. which is something that you know people on the spectrum really don't like myself included <laughs> but i realized you know what if i had gotten there a little bit quicker maybe maybe uh maybe i wouldn't have uh, been interrupted um also anxiety that mm-hmm. that would but i i think anxiety is a general broad thing i think everybody in their own way deals with it so i'll, I'll say getting to the points mm-hmm. <laughs> What autistic social media account should people be paying attention to? None. <laughs> I think social. I I am terrible with social media, and I'm and after seeing a bunch of like more than my fair share of garbage fires and meltdowns on mm-hmm. on certain platforms, I'm so grateful for that. Mm. Um, now, as far as my business and acting goes, um, you know, I have an Instagram account. Um, I think I have Twitter, although I never really use it. I mostly use Facebook just to see what like my, my friends are doing. Um, on the rare occasion, I remember that I have it, but, um, I, I think a lot of people's lives would be a little bit more relaxed and easy if they took a break from all that but but that's a hot take that's just me that's that's a hot take i know so so that's my answer none (laughs) what's one thing in your routine you couldn't possibly live without um watching at least one of my favorite anime Watching at least some animated thing uh, helps with me with my uh, act with my uh, pro- profession too. So, yeah. dog, cat, or must I choose? Dog, cat, or must mu- must I choose? <laughs> must I choose? I could live with the. I mean, dogs are 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 super cool. They're always by your side, and they're loyal. Uh, they're very like loyal and they always know when you're feeling what you're feeling. Mm. But I think personality wise, if I wasn't so allergic, 
I'd be a cat person. Because cats are very independent. I don't have to worry about them mostly that much. I would I can see myself, you know, coming home like coming home from a day long day's work and my cat going out to do whatever night things he does. And I'd go, hey, and he'd go, hey. <laughs> Wait for the night? Yeah, I guess. How was your day? It was good. Oh, that's cool. Bye. I get that. What what does autistic joy mean to you? Um, when you're just full of so much <laughs> happiness. I've never heard that term. Happiness that you're <laughs> autistic about it. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> when you're when you're just so happy, you are. Overwhelm, you're just your your sensory overload of happiness. I guess you mm. you have a your sent you have a sensory overload of happiness. There oh, you I go. like that. Yeah, your sent because you know we all we all have you know a lot of people have sensory problems, uh, emotional or outward or inward and stuff, and so you're you're just overflowing. You're you're overflowing, but with happiness. I love it. Make it into a positive. All right. All right. Well, thank you, Donovan, so much for spending time with us today. I thank appreciate you. your time, your spoons, and your energy. Um, good, fun, fun times to share with everyone. <clears throat> thank you guys for joining us for episode five. And I just want to point out that so far everyone has chosen cats. And I know that's a personal <laughs> thing for me, but I'm just pointing it out. So that's all I have to say about this week. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Um, I am really having fun doing this. Are you having fun doing this, Doug? So much. I look forward to each and every one. Me I too. So I hope you guys enjoyed John. Then you can always find him at johnincharacter.com. You can check out all the stuff that he does. You can reach out to him there. Um, he's just a really fun person to know. So I'm excited to have had you on. Thanks, Jonathan. Thank and you so we much. will see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye-bye.